Cross Sports fans. Cross Sports is for all sports fans. I am your host and founder, Robert Wells. And let's talk about sports. <laughs> we have a special guest on Cross Sports here today. Our guest is a professor in sports. His knowledge in sports <laughs> is impeccable. He was an All-American football player at De La Salle Institute High School in Chicago, Illinois. He went on to a Division I school at the University of Arizona on a full scholarship to play college football. He's also the co-host of a show called The Sizzle on YouTube, and he is someone I highly respected for a very long time. Cross Sports would like to welcome Jay Thomas to the show. Welcome to the show, Jay. Thanks, Rob. I know what you were talking about. Like, who my guy is talking about? But hey, man, <laughs> I, I love you, man. Love you. Got the show going, man. I'm so excited for you, man. And so excited to be here. Oh man, Jay, man. Same with you with your show, man. It's booming, and I'm just proud of you and Greg. And you guys are doing your thing on the sizzle. So, Jay, yes, man, sir. you ready to do this, Jay? Yes, sir. Let's go get it. All right, let's do it. All right, in boxing. Terrence Crawford, TKO Kell Brook in the fourth round and retain his WBO welterweight title. So what do you think about that fight, Jay? You know, Bob Arum said that this is one of the best fighters pound for pound in the world, and they're already getting ready to do this uh, Pacquiao fight. What I'm telling you right now, he looked great. Uh, Kell Brook really didn't have a chance, and he got knocked out in, that, in the first uh, minute of that fourth uh, round, and uh, that was KD by the door. It was over with. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. He got knocked out. Cold Mama yeah, said, yeah. knock you out. In pro golf, Dustin Johnson won the 2020 Masters in Augusta, Georgia. Dustin Johnson set new records in history of the Masters. Four under 68 in round four and a 72-hole scoring record of 20 under, which is the lowest score to par in history of the Masters. So, Jay, what do you think about Dustin Johnson's record-breaking performance in the Masters? You know what was really great about this? Golf really needed this. They needed this guy who, DJ, they really love him. Their fans love him. The other players love him. And this was a guy that was due to win a major championship. And this is what they really need, especially when you didn't have a crowd. We look at the last major that went off. We had Bryson DeChambeau mm -hmm. uh, at the U.S. Open. He was a guy that's really not beloved. And this is a problem right now in golf if you don't have major stars in golf right now. And yeah. the popularity of the golf is starting to wane. And that's why it's very important for Dustin Johnson to win this championship and win it handily. I don't have to say nothing because you nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> I don't have to say nothing. <laughs> The 2021 NBA draft took place on Wednesday. So, Jay, what do you think about the first overall draft pick? You know, it, it, it was, it was, everybody knew he was going to go first. Uh, there was no other choice that could be made. You look, uh, you, you were going to take uh, uh, LaMelo Ball. This is a guy who's the all overall, he's a five school player. He's going to play great in the league right now. Just kind of, your, your biggest problem they're worried about. His eating habits. If that's all you got to worry about, a guy like this, but this guy's going to be great. He either can't miss that guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yo. <laughs> yeah, you need to let go of those burritos and chicken wings, you know? And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's hard sometimes, though. Yeah, it is. It's very hard. And uh, what do you think about the Chicago Bulls draft picks of Patrick Williams and Marco Simonovic? Well, here's my whole problem with that. You got a guy, Patrick Williams, who didn't even start on his own team. <laughs> who didn't even start. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even the best player on his own team. I don't understand the pick. Here's the 
problem with this whole pick, too. Mm-hmm. They could have moved down to the seventh position with uh, Detroit, moved up. They could have possibly got Derrick Rose and got this guy. Ooh. You know, and, and here's a right. They could have got Derrick Rose here. And if you didn't get Derrick Rose, you could have got Halliburton. There's a number of players you could have got who are along that same ilk. I don't see Patrick Williams as a guy who's going to come in and make a big difference right at the beginning for the Chicago Bulls. Secondly, they take a pick in the 44th pick of a gentleman who's playing in Serbia who's like 34 years old. He's not coming to the Bulls anytime soon. This guy got a whole family over there. Yeah. How are you going to waste a pick like this? It's absolutely amazing. You could have got Nico Magna. You could have got anybody. You know what I'm saying? And so now you just... You, Yeah, absolutely, because when they picked Patrick Williams, nothing against him. I never heard of him, and I was thinking, was this Gar Foreman and John Paxson picking? I, I didn't know. I wasn't for sure. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was crazy. I had heard the name, but I, he was like eighth or ninth on the board. I knew he had been moving up, but the, but the, uh, the Bulls were drafting in the fourth position. I wasn't concerned about that. But, you know, how are you going to mess up the fourth round pick? Well, maybe they didn't. Maybe they figured out how to do it. I am sure. <laughs> Absolutely, Jay. <laughs> I agree with you. So we got to see. We got to see. We got to wait and see what happens with him. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, now, you know, I'm, I feel bad for Clay Thompson because, you know, he tore his uh, right attendant Achilles, you know, he he's out for the season. So, I mean, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, you know, it, it, it's so bad. You just see Clay who worked so hard to get back after that uh, that, that ACL tear in his, in his left knee. And now we look at it in Achilles and Thor. Um, this will probably Jordan missed it. It looks like an entire season. And on the other part about this, too, uh, it puts the, the Warriors in a really tough position. And mm-hmm. they didn't really try to address, address it during draft night. He went on and got the big center Weissman. The question is now, they're going to have about $17 million in a trade exception um, mm-hmm. when they generate through the Andre Iguodala trade. So is it possible now that you're going to see some of these guys, these big-name players who are trying to move around to the Knicks and other teams, is it possible that you might see a James Harden or somebody like that coming to Golden State? Mmm, no, Jay, I didn't even think of that. See, see, you see where we got Jay here? Major League Baseball, uh, the Chicago Cubs, Theo Epstein stepped down from his position of president of baseball operations. Jed Hoyer is now, he took his place. So what do you think about Theo stepping down? Well, you know, like Theo said, man, he had, you know, he, had, he was really good at, at, at building the Cubs up, um, rebuilding them, getting them ready to go. And for like seven years, they played really well. Mm-hmm. And the last two seasons, you saw that it, it didn't go so well for the Cubs. You saw them bow out early. And even though, even though that they were they gotten to the playoffs, mm-hmm. and it looked like they might make them, hey, I don't think anybody really looked at the Cubs and thought, okay, they're going to win this championship. So right now, you're looking at a team who looks like it's time for it to unravel. Mm-hmm. Um, they held on to Chris Bryant way too long. Uh, they held on to um, a, a number of players way too long. And I don't think they're going to get anything back for it. I think Epstein bowed out right at the right time because you're also going to see the slide of the Chicago Club. I agree with you. And I'm not even a Cubs fan, but, you know, hey, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, there are some, you know, there, there are a couple of college football games happening this weekend. 
You got number nine, Indiana Hoosiers, at number three, Ohio State Buckeyes. Who you got in that game, Jay? Well, your heart wants to say Indiana because they're on this formal run. Uh-huh. But we know this is the Ohio State Buckeyes. That's not the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're going to look at a situation with Ohio State that this, these guys are on a tear. Um, they've been playing well. Uh, I don't see how um, Indiana is going to generate the offense that they need mm-hmm. to be able to play at a, at a high level. And so right now, I just don't think that uh, uh, there's a real chance for them to win this ball game. I see Ohio State winning this game 45 to 20, and it might be worse than that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I totally agree with you, Jay. Um, Number 10, Wisconsin Badgers at number 19, Northwestern Wildcats. Who you got, Jay? Look, right now, I'm looking. This is going to be a close game. This is going to be within a touchdown. Northwestern has been playing really well. Wisconsin's defense will have to hold on late in this game because I think Northwestern is going to make a big switch on the back end. Mm -hmm. So, right now, I got Wisconsin 26, Northwestern 14. Uh, I think Pat is going to find a way to generate some offense. And Northwestern has a way to force you into into takeaway. So if Northwestern can turn the ball over and get get Wisconsin, get the ball on the ground, Mm -hmm. you can see an upset happen. But I think Wisconsin's line is just going to be too good for them. And I think that's what's going to hold the name for the Wisconsin Badgers. On to the NFL. Earlier this week, the Chicago Bears lost to the Minnesota Vikings on Monday Night Football, 19-13. The Bears are on a four-game losing streak. Quarterback Nick Foles got hurt, and the Bears' offense is a hot mess. Jay, do you think it's time for a change in Chicago? Well, there was a been time for a change a long time ago. When <laughs> when Matt Nagy first came in, he should have gotten Mitchell Trubisky out of here mm. because he knew he was a quarterback that wasn't built to run his offense. But he decided that he was going to try to, he was a quarterback whisperer and he was going to make this happen. Then he brings in Nick Foles, who can, who knows his offense, but still can't make it happen on top of that. The biggest problem the Bears have is that they just have a really bad offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to continue to be bad. It's really makeshift. And you saw last week when Nick Foles went out of the ball game, he looked like a sniper got him. I think, I, think, I think Nick Foles was like, hey, man, I'm going to bounce off out here. I'm not going to play anymore behind this offensive line. And it ends up being a hit pointer. I thought somebody had killed a man out there. So right now, right now, you look at me, you got quarterback, you got Deshaun Kaiser. Uh, they're working out Deshaun Kaiser. They're going to see if they can bring in some other people. But right now, the Bears need this vibe week like anything else. But I don't think you're going to see anything different. Like I said earlier in a couple of weeks on my own show, that I figured the Bears now are going to go over for the rest of the season and they're going to miss the playoffs. Woo-hoo. Yeah, yeah, that's very possible too. And what about Ryan Pace? Should he go too? Oh, Pace should go. Oh, yeah, Pace, Pace needs to go. Here's the problem with this. They put all their they put all their their um their their money into the defense. They brought in Khalil Mack. This is a defense that is ready to go. But you got to remember now, the Bears overhauled their entire offensive coaching staff last winter. Mm-hmm. They brought in three new tight ends. They changed starting quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? And then they even switched play callers. None of this has helped. The Bears are still a bottom five unit in offense. And I want to say right now, bottom five, I'm talking about the bottom of the five. <laughs> this is the worst offense in the NFL, bar none. 
And what you're looking at right now is a team who cannot score any points. And you have a defense that's holding team under 20 points a game. A waste of a great defense. And what I'm looking at right now is that uh, this is going to set the Bears back another decade. Uh, this is just going to be bad. This, this is our chance to make hay, and there ain't going to be no hay to be made. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's not encouraging to me. But Jay, hey, you know, I mean, you're a former college football player, almost went pro. Yeah, you know what you're talking about. So I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, so uh, a few more games uh, happening this weekend. Uh, who you got? The Pittsburgh Steelers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, right now, uh, you're looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers, who've been playing pretty well. Uh, but And I think they're going to play well enough to keep this winning streak going. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jacks' defense has been better uh, since the Week 8 bye. But I don't know if it's going to continue to be as great when you've got the, the uh, Steelers' offense playing as well as it's good. Mm-hmm. The Jaguars' offense is undeniably it, it's been worse, especially uh, you got Jake Lutton, quarterback, right now. There's no hope for this. So I think you're going to see a situation. DJ White's going to get to the quarterback, and this is going to be a watch real quick. So I think you got Pittsburgh Steelers 30, and you're going to see the Jacksonville Jaguars with about 13. Okay, okay. I'm with you. 10-0 Steelers. The Tennessee Titans at the Baltimore Ravens. Who you got? Look, I like the Ravens, man. The Ravens, uh, you know, they, they, for whatever reason, the Ravens offense has been a little crazy this year. They mm-hmm. can't really run up the middle. And they can't and they can't set the edge on defense. So these are a couple things that it's really weird. And the Titans are really good at both of those things. But I just think the Baltimore Ravens doesn't have too much, um, and they're going to be playing in Baltimore early game. I got Baltimore winning twenty eight. Tennessee Titans going to be twenty four. Going to be a tough game. We'll see if uh, Derrick Henry can get loose. I can, my biggest problem is, is that I just don't think Ryan Tannehill is going to be able to stay upright long enough to be able to be a factor in this game. The Miami Dolphins at the Denver Broncos. Who you got? You know what? It's a, um, you would think the Dolphins really have a big edge here. And I want to say that they probably do. Uh, Dolphins have been looking good, man. You got you got a, 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 a young guy at quarterback right now who's not throwing a big number. Mm-hmm. But he's also being very frugal. He's not throwing the ball in the, in the arm's way. And that's all reason Miami Dolphins need right now. I think the Denver Broncos are just in a situation that the, the offense just doesn't look good with Drew Rock in there, just haven't been any better. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even look any better than what's looking with Jeff Driscoll. So I'm looking right now the Miami Dolphins, 24, the Denver Broncos, 14. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Oakland Raiders. Who you got? Hey, this is going to be a good game right here. This is going to be a good one. Late night on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking about the Raiders defense is, uh, has been uh, – Pretty, pretty decent. It's been a little sluggish with their passing attack, but you're looking at a situation where it, it all depends what's going to happen with this COVID-19 protocol mm-hmm. with these teams. But it looks like the Chiefs are going to be ready to play. They are the defending champions. And I don't think, uh, I think they're going to figure out a way not to get swept by Las Vegas. It's going to be a good ball game. we got the Kansas City Chiefs, 36, the Las Vegas Raiders are 24. And the last one, the L.A. Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday Night Football. Who you got? Hey, you know, people think it's going to be a huge offensive explosion. I think it's going to be more of a defensive-type game going on. You got the great Aaron Donald who's going to be facing Brady all over the place. Brady's going to be getting the ball out of his hands. So I don't think you're going to see a, a, a lot of pushing the ball downfield just because he won't have time. Mm-hmm. Now you also got the Bucs who blitz a lot. And it doesn't go well for Jared Goff. So I just look at you got two quarterbacks going to be trying to get rid of the football. 
early and often. So I'm looking right now on Monday night. It's going to be a good game, guys. I got Tampa Bay winning 26 to 21. All right. Hey, Jay, thank you so much for being on our show. You definitely, definitely have to come back, man. You definitely have to come back. Hey, man, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate, Robert, the, 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 the things you're doing here with the show, man. I'm so excited to be on. I'm going to be sitting by the phone waiting for a baby prep. We're going to have to set up the time so we can do this again. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Jay, man. Love you, man. Love you too. Have a great day. Uh, you too. Hey, CrossPoints fans, please subscribe, follow us, download, and please share CrossPoints Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and Anchor. You can also find these links on our website, www.cross-sports.net. Next week on Cross Sports, we will do another recap of all sports happening this weekend and next week as well. We thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to all of you next time on Cross Sports. Peace.